And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester Championship. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Loud are in front. And here it is. Loud are All-Ireland champions for the third time. Hello and welcome to this week's We Are Loud podcast. I was in LMFM on Sunday to discuss and chat about the motions in the Loud GA Ocean. And I'll be previewing the Irelanders All-Ireland semi-final and Loud Horla's majestic show shield win. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Yes, so I called into LMFM HQ and was chatting about the... Uh, Emotions ahead of Monday night's Loud County Board meeting. Um, so we'll get, we'll get straight into it. Um, David introduced me and uh, it was good good fun and good crack. Hope you enjoy it. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station. Now we mentioned a little bit earlier on how the proposals to change the structure of the Championship in Mead were finally passed uh, last Monday night. Of course, many years uh, at this point, two or three years now at this point, of trying to get changes made and finally happened uh, last Monday night. But there are proposals on the table to change uh, some things in the Loud Championship as well. And I'm joined in studio uh, by Dan Bannon, a freelance journalist, a busy man really with We Are Loud podcast and all sorts of other things going on. He's in to look at uh, some of these proposals. Dan, I suppose some of them are probably relatively non controversial like the let's say the the one to rotate the um the county final around the county until the new grounds are available it's probably fair a fairly straightforward one and i would imagine would have nobody would have any problem with that one but uh the all county championship and the proposals to change the structure of the championship have amalgamated teams is that the one that would maybe be the the one that had kind of caused the eyebrows to raise the most yeah uh, dave thanks for having me in um ask a busy man to do a busy yeah exactly do a job i suppose um the seven motions in total um, and like you said, there's only there's varying degrees of debate regarding them all. They are wide range, and there's probably three that will really have an impact on the short term, maybe medium, medium to long term future as well. Um, like you said, the senior final venue, uh, that really like it's it might be nice. Like there's a there's a couple of fours and against for it, but like you said, it won't spark that much of a debate if it goes either way. Yeah, it would seem like if you have a, if you have a few suitable grounds in the county, which in fairness, Loud does have, um, probably more so than their neighbours actually across the across the way. But uh, yeah, it would seem like it would be a fairly common sense thing to rotate it around until the new grounds develop. Because we mean we were hoping it'll be twenty twenty. We were talking to Aidan Barrel about it a couple of weeks ago, but yeah. uh, we never we just don't know. So rotating it around would seem to make sense and be the fairest way to do it for all the clubs then, that have the grounds. Like myself personally, you'd like nearly to have it kept in the Gaelic grounds mm. kind of give it that swan song it yeah. has that tradition mm-hmm. you know have that send off as well but then I suppose another way of looking at it is nice maybe to have a like a road like put on the road yeah. say a road show. and do you think that um, 
you think that they would do you think that ultimately they'll decide to keep it in draw for the time being or do I you think reckon? they might I yeah. think they might do yeah I think it's probably the safest it's the safest thing in general to have mm. you know ok well we'll wait and see how that one goes but the, I suppose the one that the proposal that the Westerns have put through in terms of the, the championship structure that's the one that has in fairness a lot of detail in the in the documents about it the strengths and the, the opportunities that it'll create is that something that you think and again I, I refer back to the Meath ones because there was so it took so long to get those over the line is that something that you think would be a little bit too radical or a little bit too controversial? You might just run people through roughly uh, yeah, what the idea is. Uh, motion three, it's uh, it's brought forward by the Westerns, which we they be a junior club, and uh, they they're looking to amalgamate teams into a region. It pops its head up nearly every couple of years. I think. Kerry uh, have a lot to blame for this yeah they you know, always get mentioned don't they it's yeah. like oh well Kerry are doing it it must be brilliant it yeah, must work I think that's going to solve the problem like let's have let's do what Kerry do but like Kerry had her own separate identity there's mm. no there's no doubt in that but they want to have an amalgamated team to take on the 12 senior clubs so it, it would it would nearly replace the prestige of the Joe Ward final mm. in, but they would still they're still going to run the intermediate junior and senior championships yeah. but they're going to have this as an all county championship yeah. as well and um, where the regional teams are amalgamated so you get a four or five teams in one amalgamation coming mm. in that region mm. and then whoever wins that is awarded uh, a place in the Leinster Club Championship now you might have the case where there's two amalgamated teams in the final that it would go to the senior as we see it now senior yeah. champions yeah. Um, I don't know it, it's like in theory yes this could be amazing it's, it's kind of like a fancy football thing you put all your best te- best players on the one team and they battle it out but the practicalities of it are, are not great like I would have done like a for and against list yeah. Yeah. and I thought it would be more even but as you get through it the against list is is actually quite over it overpowers it really right because you're, you're looking at you're looking for starters we don't have the prestige like I have have had uh, the having Kerry and you kind of need that prestige because you're going to need that buy-in from across the county and you're asking a lot down at the 12 senior clubs and then we're in a rare case as well in loud that say our 12 division 1 teams five of those are, are competing in the intermediate championship so there's a log jam in intermediate championship yeah and they would probably feel they could do a job and senior their own. Next thing you have an intermediate club bolstered by maybe another intermediate club, mm. depending on the regions. Yeah. And like even even to try and to come and sit down and come up with the regions and come up with yes. the teams like that, even at the first the first hurdle like that even would be would be difficult. And you might have people arguing, well, <laughs> that team shouldn't be put together with that team because they're going to be too strong, or you know. Yeah. So I can only imagine. And in, in fairness, like that's that's what was one of the proposals that was put in last week in Mead as well. So that's going to come down the tracks in terms of um, having teams at intermediate and junior level amalgamating and playing uh, against senior clubs, but. It's yeah, it's definitely fraught with with difficulties, and you could imagine even if you were a senior team player, a senior club player, and you were coming up against like if you're a Blues player and you're coming up against some amalgamated team in yeah. a final, like you probably wouldn't be best pleased to be losing. No, to them. It, that works both ways as well because um, say the Newtown Blues, for example, it happens at underage. They would have won this past two under twenty one championships, and we I would have been part of amalgamation, quite successful amalgamation. And there's, there's kind of, oh, you can't really win if you win it because all your three teams join together. But there's also now, I'd say the Blues will take that and realise that was a pretty good achievement beating Amalgamation. So it works that way as well. Yeah, that's true. But I just, I don't, I don't think it'll go through because in terms of, like, I'll go back to Kerry again, there's not that much of an identity in these areas and regions either. Like, the reason it probably works so well in Kerry is because, like, South Kerry is, is like, it's an own... 
known identity of mm. its own. Like you, you go around South Kerry, like and by and large, I suppose you look at loud North loud person or the dog person. Well, they mm. might agree the dog person might be different than R D person, but they're all around more or less the same sort yeah. of people. Whereas there's more of an identity, more of a culture within a culture in Kerry, for mm. example. So I'd find that hard, and then you, if you don't have that culture, you're going to buy in and play for that team. Yeah, it's a hard thing to create. I suppose just to just to give it a run through a couple of the strengths and the at the Westerns have put down here the strengths, the standard of a new all county championship will be high and competitive. Every player in the county has the opportunity to play at the highest level of club football, excellent for player development, very little uh, or no inter club transfers, county team development and the future of Loud football finalised fixture lift lists and it mentions then the opportunities to improve players, keeping clubs alive, improves local pride, uh, which I guess you could say it could, I suppose there's a lot of those things we could make counterpoints for as well. But yeah. that's the one I would imagine that'll get a a lot of uh, a lot of discussion and a lot of airtime tomorrow. Do you ultimately, if you're a betting man, and again we we talk about the the way the GA is relatively slow to change in certain situations, would you expect that one to to be defeated and to be heavily defeated, or I, do you think it has a chance? I think it might have a chance. It depends on the who who sways the maybe the room on the night. Because this is the thing as well, and we've seen this in, again in me with these with these decisions. If somebody stands up on the night, and I've I've seen it happen, and it was a, it was an example. I think last year when I think, when I think Colin O'Rourke stood up and spoke, and the guys who were behind the proposal felt it had a lot of momentum, and then when Colin spoke because he's such an influential figure, yes, a lot of people yeah. then kind of flipped. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's an interesting one, and again, if people are going into it. Um, and again, it comes back to the old whether clubs have been mandated to do it, whether lads are going in and voting as they're being told to vote or if they're going in and voting, well, I'm going to vote this way regardless of what I'm being told to do. So there's all those kind of things come into it. But you just feel that it's a, it would be a bit of a, a bit of a big one to, to get yeah, across the I line. It's one that has to be very, you have to be very wary of the Loud County Board, nearly have to be wary of it as well, because it could have a really, really severe uh, long term effect. Because you're, you're like you're providing junior clubs smaller clubs with instant gratification to keep, like that's the buzzword around this generation I suppose mm. that oh yeah we've a couple of players who are after winning an all-county club championship and it kind of sates the appetite then to go and do the work on the ground yeah and have like not even not even the actual coaching of juveniles and what have you it's pu- putting 15 adults out on the field they're like ah oh, no do you know what and it kind of stinks of elitism as well and know? do you think that, do you think then I mean again it's the amalgamation thing which as we've seen and you've mentioned there it happens at underage level in various clubs in, in across the region not just in Louth and Mead as well of course but I guess it's a double-edged sword in terms of you're, you're getting you're getting games for lads but I know from speaking to one friend of mine who's involved with a, with a rural club at home and they've, been, they've been an amalgamated underage team with a couple of teams near them he says they're they're not really getting anything coming through to, to the adult football then because there's only a handful of lads playing minor or under 16 yes. with this combination and then when they get to adult level and they all go back to their respective clubs that's when you have so Look, I suppose there are, there are pros and cons for yeah. any of these things as usual. But just to finish off on this one, would you expect that would be defeated? I think it will be defeated on the night, um, and I, it, it they might try and look because to use it like like you said, rural clubs might be the numbers might be dwindling. They might see it that down the line it might come in, but there's no problem amalgamating a club down the line, but changing the whole structure to help those smaller clubs yeah. mightn't go for the yeah. way it around. And as we right. say, it might it might be one of these things where they need to tweak it a little bit and come back next year with with a slightly different proposal because, as we say, uh, these things sometimes can take a little bit of time. But we'll just wait and see on that one. The other one you mentioned, I think, before we started was Motion 7, which uh, no, is... Five. Oh, 5. Sorry, right. 
to amend the championship regulation. Uh, so yeah, what what was the story with that one, or what, it's, what's the detail it's, it's on that? Bringing in a new, uh, I suppose, bringing in a new championship uh, structure. You know, structures the the main ward and championship structures, like especially in national level, the structure's wrong, the feel it's wrong. Cooley proposed that they bring in a new championship structure, and um, where it's straight knockout, and you get one, you get, you get one chance, and um, say through the back door mm. to get in. It's like I said, I did before and against. This is fairly even when you when you break it down. Like everyone loves, like everyone loves the thrill of a knockout, do or die on the day, and that might get people in. But you're, you're probably losing a game or two. And revenue wise, well, I suppose the other thing with the with the Loud Championship Senior anyway is like you've got three three teams in the group, so it's it's essentially knocked. If you lose your first game, like you're you're probably going to be under serious pressure yes. anyway. So it's not like you have five or six games and you know you can maybe afford to lose one. Like it's it's fairly helter skelter as it yeah. is, really, isn't it? That's why I feel it, it, the 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 system, the current system we have, works quite well at the moment because every team is guaranteed three games of like more or less like maybe 80% do or die you know because you get you're going to go into a relegation you're going to go into a qualif- uh, quarter final mm. so I think I think it's nearly more games I needed not nearly cutting it but then change is good as well on the other hand like it might freshen the whole thing up it might you might see like the Blues in the current system or whoever is favoured across to the intermediate junior grades kind of have it easy to get through easy to get through the quarter-final, see the quarter-final then, then the semi-final and just go on a run and win it, mm. which has happened in division or in the intermediate championship. Teams go on a run in the middle of the summer and win it. Mm. Whereas if you get, like like the usual, like you get a massive shock, that stores the appetite for everyone around the county and it also gives other teams hope as well, like, oh, they're after getting knocked out, right, we'll, get, we'll yeah. get our act together. Or even, like, anything can happen in championship. But in the current system... It's fairly consistent. Like, I know anything can happen on the day, the usual cliches, but if it was a knockout, it could be more thrilling, it could be more sensational. Mm. Like, Do you think do you think clubs would be likely to, to vote for that one or do you think they're, they're happy enough with things as they I stand? I think they're happy enough. I think they're happy enough. Majority of, like, it's well run off as well. I know there was, it was held up this year for a couple of weeks, mm. but it, it, the way it, the current system works as well, it's, it builds up a nice bit of momentum as well, the group stages over the weekends. Yeah. and people having a, a week off and in between. So I, 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 I actually like the system and then you could also argue that the way the style of football is going at the moment is very pragmatic. If you have a do or die, you could ha- you could have just two teams completely paralysed, mm-hmm. not wanting to play yeah. dogged matches. So I don't know... I don't know on that one, but I personally would like to keep the championship structure as it is. So that's those two. Um, again, they'd be, I guess, they'd be probably the most interesting ones. Are there any of the other motions that you thought were were uh, particularly controversial or that you, you think would would get through? Obviously, um, we talked about the one about rotating the grounds, but any any of the yeah, other ones? Um, already have uh, looked to actually remove the holiday period, and you might you might think, what you're removing the holiday period? Like it's the only time we know we can go, but it's it's probably actually outdated. Really, it would go back to say factories uh, would have that year on the builders' holidays as well. It's it, it's kind of uh, like people are more flexible now. People are working different hours and working from home, what have you. So it's kind of outdated. And what you find is it's the most beautiful part of the year, and you're not really you're training. Yeah, you know, and you can't even get a challenge game because every other county is playing. Mm. You know, so and was there would there be a proposal to to replace it with another period of different time or leave a couple of weeks free somewhere from some other time I or just get it so get it out completely? The way, the way it is, people are taking the holidays all like 
throughout the year, really. Um, and then I suppose there's another one. Uh, I think it's uh, Motion Six from the Dundalk Gales, and it's to do with uh, splitting every league um, after the first round of eleven games. I like it. Um, I think more games are needed. Like on average, each club will play across all three competitions eighteen games minimum, maximum twenty four. This throws another five in it, mm. in on top of it. Um, yeah, you're split. It's it's after the first round, first eleven rounds. Yeah, so they're so just, top six. Just yeah. to run through it very quickly here is we and this is from Dundalk Ailes. We propose that the regulations in the late adult football divisions one, two, and three competitions be amended as follows: that following completion of the initial eleven games, each division be split into two sections of the top six and bottom six, with teams in the top six playing each other and likewise in the bottom six. Thus, meaning a minimum of five additional league games in the season. No promotion or relegation changes uh, to change the city arrangements and promotion or relegation. Um, five additional league games would that cause any problems we always see the, the issues around fixtures and getting things run off but you think that would be perfectly doable yeah I think actually the fact that you have more games it kind of alleviates where the the county manager pulls holes back the county players if you have such a spread, spread of games the law of averages will come up and it kind of relieves the pressure on the, the county players going back to their clubs more revenue as well and you probably raise the standard if you're a top six team you see in the Horland this year um, so more I think more games is good like if you can if you can fit it in and if it's league and it's competitive I think and does it, does, does it maybe do away I'm just sort of thinking off the top of my head here but does it maybe do away with a situation where you might have teams getting walkovers towards the end of a league campaign if they've gotten you yes, know if they're bottom yeah. of the table and they're playing the team in second or third and they're, they're or not if they're already relegated or if they're actually not going to be relegated or safe you might you might maybe do away with that one I suppose it's it's hard to see or hard to think too far ahead in these things until they're actually in place but that's uh, certainly an interesting one um, were there any were there any proposals that that aren't there that you think uh, would be beneficial? I'm, I'm putting you on the spot, maybe. Yeah, but is there anything the spot, is there anything yeah. that jumps out that you think uh, would be helpful or could improve things? Like as we say, the, the championship restructure suggestions are quite radical, or, or you know, seem to be. But is there anything in there that you think uh, could do with being added, or you know, you could bring you could bring a motion next year, maybe, of putting it in? But is there anything that sticks out that you think needs changing? Well, I suppose, like I said, more games is probably what you might need. So I would look at nearly a double round of league. You know, in the, in, the, in terms of that, uh, maybe doing away with the pre-season competitions. You know, they don't they they are an air of meaningless about meaningless kind meaningless, of sense. Yeah. yeah, you feel that you feel that that they, But again, it's a bit like the, we talk about it with the at the national level with the O'Byrne Cup and all this kind of stuff. Yes, and yeah. people on the one hand want to want to do away with them, but at the same time, there is there is people, people are always out, mad yeah. mad to get out and watch yeah. a game in January, like we saw the Me Dublin game last night and whatever else. So. Um, I suppose those kind of things maybe take a little bit of time to get off the ground as well but there's nothing I guess what what we have in front of us here covers covers quite a lot anyway so there's nothing that really jumps out at you as, as this is something that we could do with changing our uh, emotion that needs to be in there Yeah no not really because like I suppose as a, as a kind of county we're, we're looking into nearly the number of clubs we have so it's nearly like if you're 12, 12, 12 or not say Dublin where you have like 24 senior teams where it's kind of inaccurate you might maybe look at the Division 1 league and the, the the fact that that's so competitive and it makes the intermediate grade uh, competitive where you might have to look at promotion, relegation, like relieving some of that tension and putting two teams up and two teams down, mm-hmm. something like that. But I think in general, and it, to, to be in credit to the CCC, it has been run quite well and it, it is a championship where you can build momentum. And that's what I like about it as well. Um, teams improve as they go along. Uh, it's not too radical. Uh, I don't think there is radical 
need for change at, at club. At I, do, I don't think the GA would ever be accused of being no, a radical no, organisation no, no, anyway, no, that's for sure. Um, but just to, find, to sum up on it then, so as I said, the two, the two ones around changing the championship structures, the, the knockout thing and the, uh, the, other, the other proposal from the Westerns, if you were a betting man and you're uh, fast-forwarding to the end of tomorrow night's meeting, do you expect any of those uh, changes to be made? I think uh, a dark horse that championship could come in. The this is the, the one from the straight Cooley. Yeah, Cooley suggestion. You think? Could, yeah, you think that could be a runner? In. Because in a way, people would like nearly like do or die. Mm. Bring that back old school. Like there's a trend for people to go back to yeah. old school, even the style of football. Yeah. So there might be a trend for let's go straight knockout yeah. and have it very sensational. And uh, I don't think personally motion three will get through. Um, because I don't think there's enough kind of backing behind it, and you're asking a lot of yeah, to do. and that's a, that it like that is a significant that would be a significant change as well. Let's not forget. So um, yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. We'll all be keeping a, a close eye on it tomorrow evening, but. Uh, We'll just have to see. As I say, it took me a few years to get it over the line. So maybe maybe in a couple of years' time, there'll be a few tweaks put in and uh, we'll see if they get in. But we'll keep a close eye on it tomorrow evening. But Dan Bannon, thanks so much for t- coming in and taking the time to go through these. We'll take a quick commercial break. So what do you think? What motions are going to get through and what has got through? What will get through? And what do you think yourself? Seven interesting motions, I suppose, overall. Very, very debatable ones as well. Um, have your say Get tweet me at we are at loud proud and what your thoughts are or like when David put me on the spot what is your uh, what is your changes you'd like to see ahead of maybe the 2020 season but uh, speaking of seasons let's get back to the 2018 season and we preview the Dundalk Young Irelanders All-Ireland semi-final this weekend it's kind of gone under the radar really with things going on and the new year and the county football taking over but this is not an achievement to be sniffed at. This is um, a really, really, really big game for the for the county as well. It's going to be a very tough ask. They're, play, they're playing in uh, Portleash at uh, 2 o'clock this Sunday against Beaufort from Kerry. And as we all know, uh, as we spoke about just there with David, that Kerry teams are notoriously strong and they have a um, great tradition, especially in these junior and intermediate competitions. They win they, they win majority of, of them. They dominate the province, uh, really, when they come out of it. But, uh, and both would look to be no different. Having looked at their team and looked through their, their route to the final and look what sort of players and calibre of players they have involved, it's going to be quite the ass for the Irelanders. Um in saying that, they have uh, they've they've no county men, current county men. Um, they have won they won their title back in May, so that's uh, that's how long they've they've waited. They won the title. They beat Nagel, who would have the Bar- Jack Barry, the Kerry midfielder, and Stefan Oakenpore, the the young minor chap from Kerry who has uh, played two two years minor, but he's recently signed in the AFL. So it's a big loss, I mean, he's a defender. But that's the sort of calibre of team they've beaten, despite having no county players. But uh, they've sprinklings of players that would have played underage for Kerry, the two, the two Breens, Hallisey. Um, so this, this is a team stacked. This is going to be, if, if the Irelanders do this, they will have bloody earned it. Um, let's have a look at other other minor players to have. Yeah, Dan Doona as well, Mike Breen. So the, all these players are coming through. Liam Carey as well is really good, well-known name. So they're going to be up against it. Um, you're looking at like this. This 
this Beaufort, I suppose a bit of background on Beaufort, the most favourite, the, the most, I suppose the most well-known player would be the two Lynches, Paulie Lynch and Brendan Lynch back from the, the Kerry golden years. Um, back in the day, but they've no real players that would have would have played in the recent years. Um, they're a team, if geographically speaking, they're they're uh, they're mid carry. They would be beside the Gap of Dunlow, a small little divisional side. But the thing with this team is they're a Division One Kerry League side. I know they did get relegated, but they're a Division One League team in Kerry. So that's the standard. They're supplying six players for the mid-carry team. Jer Hartner would have played in the mid-carry team that was beaten in 2014 by Kieran Donahue's Austin Stacks team in the All-County Final. So they're stacked with players. They're really, really, really good players. Um, Michael Moriarty, Jer Hartnett, Ronald Murphy, Liam Carey. And the man that seems to be on form for them at the moment is not the two Breens around the middle of the field. It seems to be Hallisey. That's the team. That's the that that's the player that young Irelanders really have to keep an eye on. And but if I know this, I'm pretty sure their manager Adrian O'Donoghue will will know this. Uh, the Irelanders uh, manager. He's done an awful lot of work on preparing his team and getting knowledge on other player other teams that he's playing and players. So the Irelanders will know all this. They'll be well prepared, like they have been. They, um, they. I think they went down and they trained in a more park this weekend, so it'll give them great familiarity with the grounds. So Derek Maguire has played there probably about double figures at this at this stage. Um, probably a couple of the other younger lads would have played there underage down the years for the for the county, the likes of Kieran, um Murray and Dean Maguire as well. So. They'll all be fairly used to this surroundings. That might give them a chance. But the biggest thing with the Irelanders is is their system and how they're set up and how they're structurally are hard to break down. They won't go out of the game in any in any in uh, in any case. They'll they'll keep it tight as possible. And once you keep it tight like that, you have a chance. So the best of luck to the young Irelanders. I'll be down next Sunday. Um, really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to see how they compete. And I would not put a pass them to, to pull off one of the greatest shocks and reach Crow Park. Because after all, that's what the biggest prize is for these group of players. Getting to Crow Park for an All-Ireland Junior Club Final. So best of luck, lads. And I suppose we leave we leave on a, a, note, a winning note as well. It's a... It's a it's a it's so it's a good news story as well. Um, the Laird Horlers defeated DCU Docus Aaron, which would be the Pats. I know they're, the the Pats uh, teaching college. It's been overtaken by DCU, so they're not known as Pats anymore. It's DCU Docus Aaron. Laird Horlers won one eighteen to fourteen points, and that's their third win of the season. And they look quite good. They look like they're going to go on a run this year. Um, the new manager Paul McCormack who would have been an Armagh footballer he would have won an All-Ireland been on the panel in 2002 he seems to have them, have them working well they played to a quite good system there's there's good expansive game there Jared Smith is centre back and they're kind of playing all playing around him and building the team around him Darren Gagan has been excellent all year um, especially for Menina he's a dead ball specialist he notched 9 points today that's half of their outfield total but as per usual the game was on a Darver pure pure wind 
pure pure cold and Laird played made real advantage of the win in the first half um, go, going in six point nine points up one eleven to five at the break um, Sagan uh, Sagan Connolly found the night booted in David Kettle got a couple of points as well um, the students didn't really have any outstanding county players you would say wouldn't be that well known um, but Morta Doyle and Jamie Bourne brought the fight for them in fairness um, they, they were not just eight, po- 8 points in a row in the second half they made loud sweat down on hand and get sent off in the middle of that and they brought it back to 2 points one twelve to 13 but Loud held them they composed themselves quite well and uh, they saw the game out with points from the Knockbridge trio James Costello Kettle again and substitute Connor Dean, his second point. So it's a great win. It's it's just it's nice to be rewarded even early on in the year. Picking up a bit of silverware is nice. It'll give the new manager confidence as well. And I suppose it makes it, it makes it worth it. Like they're not well loved around the county. That's a well known fact. But it's nice for them to for themselves to get that bit of fulfilment and their own bit of sense of satisfaction. So congratulations, lads. Uh, well done on. Picking up and starting the ball rolling. It's up to the men now and all the other codes, the ladies and Camogie etc. So that's a great win. Loud Kyogh Shield winners for 2019. That's where the show unfortunately has to end. A jam-packed show. Previews, uh, match reports on the hurling and uh, going through in-depth on the motions ahead of tomorrow night's county board meeting, which will be Monday night um, whenever you get to listen to this podcast. Get your thoughts in. Get your ideas back if you agree or don't agree, or if you feel I was probably bang on, which you probably won't. To at Loud Proud on Twitter, um, you can uh, listen to We Are Loud on SoundCloud as well. You can subscribe also. Um, next week we'll be previewing Longford the first National League match. So exciting times! It's getting busy. There should be uh, player transfers coming out soon. There should be. Um, first round of the pre-season competitions in Loud it's all action um, so once again if you want to stay informed keep listening to the podcast and if you do listen thanks very much